Welcome to CA Conversations. I'm Dr. Sarah Dreller, and I've produced this week's episode on the realities of adjuncting today. Schools around here, pay equity has been a big discussion at the schools I teach at, mm-hmm. and a desire to make the adjunct instructors pay equal in amount per hour to what uh, full-time faculty gets. So, you know, some schools are better at that than others, but I think that would make being an adjunct much better. And I, the other thing that would make me very happy to be an adjunct going forward would just be, I would say, some support in terms of scholarly pursuits outside of the classroom. That's Ashley Gardini, an adjunct instructor at several community colleges in Northern California, reflecting there on the kinds of systemic changes that she believes would make adjuncting work more equitable and meaningful. She has a pretty candid conversation about this and much more with Cheyenne Cortez, an adjunct instructor at a different group of community colleges also in Northern California. Now, unlike Ashley, who views adjuncting as her long-term plan, Cheyenne is weaving together part-time teaching assignments at various schools until she can secure full-time employment in a single department. That difference in the way they imagine the role of adjuncting in their careers manifests itself more obviously on some issues than on others in this particular discussion. More generally though, it serves as a reminder that adjuncts are not a monolithic group, even at the most extreme end of the contingency spectrum. This episode is part of a limited-run series about precarious academic labor that I've produced for CA Conversations. You can find these episodes at CA's website and on iTunes. I've also created a companion website called Contingent Talk with extended information about the series. That's at contingenttalk.hcommons.org. Now, I'll be back briefly at the end. For now, on behalf of Ashley, Cheyenne, the College Art Association, and myself, thank you for listening. Enjoy. Hi, this is Ashley. I'm an adjunct instructor with uh, four years experience teaching. Prior to going into um, adjunct teaching in both um, art history and architectural history, I was uh, I worked in art museums, so I spent about five years working in art museums around the San Francisco Bay Area before going into teaching, and really ended up with teaching because, uh, for me personally, I didn't uh, I didn't see a long career path for me in museums, and when I returned to grad school, teaching was um, turned out to be a really excellent fit for what I wanted to do and what I wanted to get out of a career. Hi, my name is Cheyenne Cortez, and I, too, am an adjunct instructor of art history. I have uh, five years' experience being a teacher, uh, instructor, and before going into teaching, I, too, was on that journey of what to do with my passion of art history and worked uh, at a museum and found that it was really um limiting in my uh, the way I wanted to interact with people and uh, the subject and I found myself very isolated from the public and I miss those kinds of of one-on-one and aha moments with uh, a larger audience and so when I went back to get my master's of art history and visual culture 
I knew full well I wanted to go into teaching, and uh, I haven't uh, regretted the decision for one moment since. Yeah, me neither. I have to say, uh, me and Shan met in graduate school, and so she had a little bit edge up in that she knew she wanted to go into teaching, and I showed up not quite sure what I wanted to do, just right. knowing that museums was not, and I had a very similar experience in that it was the separation from the public and from the material that made me um, not as satisfied as I could be with my uh, museum position. And so um, grad school was a huge help in getting teaching experience and uh, having fellow students like Cheyenne who knew they wanted to teach and being able to look through the material with that angle. Yeah, definitely. And uh, in grad school, I was very much about getting that uh, experience with the material, not just to be, you know, expert or get a master's in it, but also to have that angle of other people looking out from the outside, looking into art history. And um, so I was a teaching assistant and uh, fortunately had wonderful professors who gave me lots of opportunities to work with one-on-one -on -one, uh, with students in like large groups for like, study groups. And then I did an internship at uh, a local community college for a semester. So yeah, it was a way of kind of honing my teaching skills by looking at those who I really admired at the same time that I was trying to get a master's of art history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the experience in uh, getting that teaching experience in graduate school is a big help because then uh, you know, one of the challenges of being an adjunct is uh, when you do get your first job and you enter your first classroom, you're on your own. Mm -hmm. They've hired you. They tell you what class you're teaching. You get an outline of what you need to cover. Mm -hmm. And that's it. I remember being like, wait a minute, you're just going to throw me into this classroom and trust me? Okay. <laughs> I was amazed. And so, yeah, having that opportunity in graduate school to get some of that experience made the transition from graduate student to instructor and presenting yourself as the expert in that field to your students. I had, I had the confidence. I definitely had the nerves. I was very <laughs> nervous. But mm -hmm. the confidence in that I knew the material and that I had experience presenting the material as classroom material to learn as opposed to material I was studying for like a master's thesis. Right. And that, uh, so I taught it, uh, I've taught at several university or colleges, um, small schools, medium and large schools and private um, uh, academies. And at every school and every classroom, you have a different kind of student body. And I found that, uh, that the experience in grad school was helpful to a point, but then you start to learn about how the different student bodies are uh, and how what what do they gravitate towards? What do they uh, what do they still need help with? And so that teaching at several universities as an adjunct, I think, has also further developed and given me some more confidence in the material and being an instructor. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. I think the one of the um, things you not necessarily realize before you go into teaching is that every school is so different and every student body is so different that uh, even though you might be teaching the same class at two different, same class, but at two different schools, you're going to need to make some adjustments for that student body to make sure that 
you're recognizing their needs as students. And while you're not necessarily, you're not like holding back on the material, you're, you're making adjustments if maybe it's a more talkative group or it's a group that responds better to like videos or more hands-on approach to, you know, a group that every once in a while I get a class that really just wants lecture material and are less interested in conversation. Right, exactly. And then uh, what about like the range of classes that you've been teaching? Oh, uh, so I teach both um, art history classes and architectural history classes. And uh, for a community college, it's, you know, the general survey. So they, depending on the semester, I can be covering anything from prehistory to contemporary in the field of art and architecture. And uh, for the schools I teach uh, regularly at, I've been really lucky in that I get sort of steady classes, so I'm able to perfect them as opposed to getting, um, you know, a one-off class at a school I don't necessarily teach at all the time. What about your classes? My classes, uh, they're, again, all lower divisions, uh, although that's really frustrating because there are sometimes those, like, specialty upper division classes that community colleges will teach, uh, but because you're in the lower rung of adjunct, you don't get you don't get mm -hmm. the uh, uh, luxury of choice. But yeah, so wide range, lower divisions, uh, you know, the ancient surveys, uh, Renaissance, modern, contemporary. And then um, some of the schools are semester, some of the schools are quarter systems. So quite a, quite a range. Yeah. Do you ever feel like when do your students make a big difference between you being an adjunct versus uh, another professor in the same department who's maybe full time? I honestly don't think so, because I don't think that they understand and they don't, they don't need to. They shouldn't. But they don't understand the uh, kind of hierarchy of academia. And they they have enough on their plates being students. And so they just think like we're all professors or we're all teachers. And. Uh, I remember coming out of grad school and having that kind of hierarchy ingrained in you of like, you're not a professor until you get that title. And then going into the classroom and my students being like, professor? And I'm like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh. So I don't think that they, I don't think that they, they necessarily um, approach me or my material differently. I think what they are looking for is really the, the quality and the engagement yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I've had a very similar experience where I don't, I, they, there's no recognition when I say, oh, I'm only adjunct, so I'm not here that day. They mm -hmm. just assume like, oh, so you get a day off during the week? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> but uh, no, I've had the same experience where it's, it's, they don't really seem to care or notice about being an adjunct, but if the class is good or they hear the teacher's good, they yeah. want to that class. Yeah. I do have to remind them like, well, I didn't get back to you at 12 o'clock because I was at a different school and teaching a different class. And then they're like, oh, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have this conversation sometimes too. What about like when you're, you're not in school or not in class, like how do you, how do you describe uh, what you do? I'm, I normally am super simplistic about it because it can get so complicated. So Generally, if I'm meeting someone new or someone who doesn't know, I just say, oh, I teach at community college mm -hmm. and I normally leave it simple. Sometimes they inquire what I teach. And normally once I say 
art history or architectural history, unless there's someone who's really interested in that, that sort of conversation will turn into something else. Mm-hmm. But because mm-hmm. um, explaining being an adjunct can be so complicated. Mm-hmm. I, I normally don't go into it in depth if unless they're really interested. Yeah, uh, same here. I, I tend to want to say instructor and not teacher. And I think that's only because mm-hmm. my husband is a K through 12 teacher. And I don't know if it's just my ego wanting to give something to the time and effort and, you know, blood, sweat and tears. But I'm like, I'm an instructor at a community college. And uh, then, yeah, like you said, they'll ask like, oh, what? And then I say art history. And then usually people like glaze over and walk away. (laughs) And if they don't, then uh, we can get into like, you know, about art history. But I rarely say something along the lines of like, oh, I'm an adjunct. I teach part time at several colleges. And I do that to make up a full-time job. I, I just, the adjunct thing is is such a, a bizarre word outside of academia. No, it is. And it, it makes it, I think outside of academia, there isn't always an understanding of mm-hmm. how it, it works. And so if I say, normally if I say adjunct, they're not sure what that means. So I'll say, oh, I, I teach part-time. I teach at a, a handful of schools. And, um, you know, even amongst, people, friends and family who I see often still reminding them, oh, this semester I'm at these schools, but next semester I'm teaching at these other schools. You know, they're like, really? What, what's going on? I'm like, that's just normal. That's yeah. what you do. Or, oh, I, I didn't think that you taught on Thursdays. No, that was last semester. Now I do teach on Thursdays. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> the, the changing schedule every like five to four months. Well, I mean, to be completely honest, I didn't even know what the name or the word adjunct meant until I started to have to like look for actual jobs. I was like, Google search. What is this? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, if you're not in academia, no one else is using that word, really. No, No, you have no reason to be familiar with it. One of the things that that come with, you know, adjunct is this kind of con of Nobody really understands what it is. It's not a full-time job. It's not a full-time salary. Like, what about the pros? Do you have any idea of, like, what would be a good thing about being (laughs) adjunct? There's plenty of good things. (laughs) No, I mean, um, really, though, I think, like, for me, the pros, I, I love the job. I really do. And I do think it's a job that's difficult if you don't love it. But um, the reason I wanted to go into being an adjunct is because the material that I wanted, you know, I spent all this time dedicating myself to art history in school. And then you graduate and it's like, okay, now you get a job where you're probably not going to touch this stuff ever again. I didn't want to do that. I was selfish and I wasn't ready. And um, adjuncting, you know, lets me be with the material that I love to be with. It, it lets me share the material with uh, students who, you know, most of the time are engaged and, and are interested and you get to have fun conversations with them. And honestly, even though the, um, the changing schedule every semester and changing schools can be tough, I like it because the, like a nine to five job was too monotonous for me. I, I like the change. And I like the flexibility of saying, oh, you know, I'm not available on Thursdays that semester. 
Sorry. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Because I was thinking of all the cons. Like, uh, there's not uh, the pay scale for part-time versus full-time is completely inadequate. And then uh, we don't get health insurance because we're part-time. And we don't accrue paid leave at the same rate. And mm-hmm. that horrible instability of a paycheck. Like, uh, you know, if you don't work over the summer, you don't get money over the summer. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I, I like, uh, I recently, you know, bought a house and uh, the chaos of managing your pay stubs to give to your loan officers they just look at you like are you kidding me what is this no (laughs) we're not going to count that no I'm like so I mean I could go on and everybody you know is fairly familiar with the ad the cons of being part-time but um kind of similar to you with like flexibility with, with your pro I was thinking um adaptability that being adjunct versus if I had gone immediately into a full-time tenured track uh, position, I don't think I would have gained the same skills of adapting. But it, what I mean by that is like we were saying you adapt your material for the various student bodies. Um, you have to adapt to the various textbooks, like uh, mm-hmm. certain schools use one textbook over another and I don't want to come in and just because I prefer a different one if they're not taking if they're taking you know the first of the surveys with me but I know that next semester they'll be taking a survey with a different professor and a different textbook why would I make them buy this textbook when everybody else is using the other one so I then adapt my material for that textbook and I think that that keeps things like fresh and mm-hmm. interesting and um I mean and you can go even further to say like the adaptability of working with various admin and staff and campuses uh classroom technology <laughs> you figure out HDMIs versus whatever on versus whatever you know all these plugs and cords and things very quickly and um a couple of my schools have gone through a- admin changes and shifts, and it's interesting to see how different uh, presidents of the colleges or deans of the divisions uh, or program chairs handle, you know, struggles and, and challenges or successes. And uh, if, if again, if I hadn't had this uh, opportunity to be adjunct, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't see the the good in certain schools or see the good in my own teaching style yeah I in my mind the I like how you phrase it as adaptability because it is it is a skill that you learn quickly being an adjunct that I think is uh it's necessary to survive Mm -hmm. in this um field and but that what came up as one of my um cons or challenges I'd I'd rather say challenge than cons for that but it's that every not only is every student body different but every department is different even Mm -hmm. departments within the same schools can be different so you one of the challenges is juggling all that juggling the different expectations of the departments the requirements one school you know will require you to submit everything online, but while another school might require everything still to be submitted on paper and you have different deadlines, 
in addition to commuting all these schools and you know sometimes you're really lucky and it's a short commute and sometimes you're staying in traffic for an hour and a half yeah but um I I found like in that the quality of the adjunct experience like my enjoyment of my job yeah plays a lot on how the department is run and how either the, the department head, well, does, how the department head and often the chairs of the departments treat the employer, faculty, and specifically how they communicate with the adjunct instructors. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I've found the departments that I really enjoy teaching in, mm-hmm. not only is there a lot of support for the adjunct instructors, there's also a lot of communication. And just even just getting that little email that says, um, we would love to have you this semester, but we don't have a class to offer you next semester. Mm-hmm. Just that little note can make a big difference between another department where you just hear nothing. It's just this void where you know you're not on the schedule, but no one says anything about it. Oh my God. I, I, that would be horrible. I have not, fortunately <laughs> not had that kind of, so yeah, it's, that plays a huge role. So I could see how, um, I don't know how you could maybe get hired into a bad department mm-hmm. and not enjoy it, even though you should, just because the department is managed poorly, which makes our jobs difficult because we're, you know, we're there two days a week, one day a week, mm-hmm. a couple of classes, we're in and out, we're not hanging around, we're not regularly attending meetings. So often, you know, I might not talk to anyone for most of the semester unless they reach out to let me know what's going on right which I mean to be honest that could be a blessing (laughs) no it can it can some semesters definitely is (laughs) I I mean uh, I think part of the reason why I like being a a college instructor is because it's me and the students for most of my my time but then I get these these really great moments of being with my coworkers or my department and uh if that was in a kind of more toxic environment I don't know if that would be so pleasurable but I still get me in the classroom and then I I know that like everything falls away when it's when it's time to start teaching it's like okay, here we go. And then fortunately, I've fallen into a profession where I love the material and I love sharing it. And so for those sweet moments, it's it's just bliss. Everything yeah. goes away. No, it is. It is really nice to walk into the classroom, get everything set up, and then just be good to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Even good to go, even if you're still writing next week's lecture, <laughs> which happens often. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As well, I think that goes also with adaptability is that while you have this luxury of carving out your own schedule, you also have to say yes to get some money. And so you're like, uh, yeah, I'll teach that American art class. I've never taught it before, but I'll do it. Yes. And then you are scrambling to become the expert and uh, create those lectures to the quality that you want and presenting them weekly. So what I'm trying to say is that that can be stressful, but 
no matter if you're adjunct or not, that would be stressful. The benefit is that as an adjunct, you probably have more opportunities to say yes to classes that you wouldn't if you were at one school that had one set schedule and you're not there to fill in the gaps. Yeah, that's true. And I think that is definitely a plus that we, with being exposed to different schools, we get exposed to um, different class opportunities. Mm -hmm. So you, and I mean, in terms of being an adjunct, you, you do want to build up the amount of classes that you teach and the experience that you have. Because if, um, you know, if you're in being an adjunct with the intention of maybe moving on to a full-time position one day, if mm-hmm. the stars align right, mm-hmm. um, you, you're you going to want that depth of classes. Definitely. Yeah, I am always thinking about how to build up my CV and uh, working at different schools and some are semester systems, some are quarter systems, some are evening classes, some are morning classes, some are afternoon classes, some are online, some are just in class, some are hybrid. I'm I'm saying yes to all of it because obviously I love the material and I love teaching it, but I'm also like, this is going to pay off because my intention, my goal is to get that full-time employment. So yeah, to, to show your skill set to be such a wide range and not limited to what you got your master's degree in or yes. your master's thesis. So you're like, yeah. yeah, that's my master's thesis, but look at all of this awesome stuff I can do. Please hire me full time. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I think that's like when you first get into the field, it's a challenge because they, they will look at your master's thesis and say, okay, so you can teach this cause that's what you wrote about. Mm-hmm. But then um, they'll, as you build that experience, then you can be like, oh, yeah, that is what I wrote about, but I can do a bunch of other stuff, too, which is mm-hmm. nice. And then back to the idea of, like, goals. So, like, for both of us, our goal is full-time employment. I say that with a question mark because mine is. So for me, mine is I am adjunct, but my goal is full-time employment. I, I would, I'm, that is potentially one of my goals. I, I have to say I'm, I am happy being an adjunct right now. It, it works really well for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are, um, you know, there's always room for improvement in any field. And I think there's things that could make just being an adjunct even better. Mm-hmm. And so, you, you know, one of the reasons that being a full-time full-time instructor as opposed to an adjunct is uh, desirable is because the you get the better pay, you get a better, you have job security, you know yeah. you're going to be back next semester. Right. And then you get the benefits, you get health care, you get, um, oh, we get sick time as adjuncts now. But yeah. um, I, I think if maybe, you know, I know at least in the schools around here, um, Pay equity has been a big discussion at the schools I teach at mm-hmm. and a desire to make the adjunct instructors pay equal in amount per hour to what uh, full-time faculty gets. So, you know, some schools are better at that than others, but I think that would make being an adjunct much better. And I, the other thing that would make me very happy to be an adjunct going forward would just be, 
I would say some support in terms of scholarly pursuits outside of the classroom. And I, oh, go I on. agree. I was I agree because uh, so much of the opportunities are for full times or for uh, tenure track and uh those those limit the kind of of pursuits that I would be interested in in taking yeah yeah and with uh for the interview process now going into being an um adjunct instructor part of the conversation is always you know what are you doing in your field outside of the classroom and so just having that extra bit of support in terms of maybe funding opportunities or um you know, maybe doesn't even have to be big, maybe a conference ticket mm -hmm. or or being able to easily get that time off to attend a conference mm -hmm. would uh, be um, just little things that I feel like could make a change the feeling of being an adjunct. And I think part of the sometimes the issue with it is that um, there's already at least in academia, there can be a negative connotation towards adjunct because it's lesser. Mm -hmm. of full time but um it doesn't know now it doesn't have to be there's a lot of benefits to it at least for me right especially if you're part-time you're adjunct and you're doing other pursuits other passions like a few I know artists who are adjunct because they're also full-time professional artists and that makes them actually better instructors because they're in the field they're experiencing exactly what their students are pursuing so it's not that we're, we want to get rid of adjuncts and just have, you know, all full-time positions because there are great um, benefits to being adjunct beyond that adaptability and stuff like that. But I, I know that a lot of it comes down to budget and I, I've been told over and over budgetary constraints, it's cheaper to have lots of adjuncts because, you know, they, you pay them less, you don't have to pay their benefits. And there are plenty of articles out there that argue about this crisis of, of, of academia where we are losing, we're hemorrhaging full-time and we're filling them with uh, cheaper adjuncts. And, you know, they're much more articulate than I, what I would say. But what I would say is that what about the investment of time and energy into the school and the curriculum and the students? Like, it's not that I'm not invested, but I can't be as invested as I would like to be because mm -hmm. I am at all these other schools. I have yes. all these other uh, constraints or concerns that are filling my time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, if someone came to you and said, I want to be an adjunct, what do you think? What would you say? Would you recommend someone to do it? Um, if they came up to me and said that, I'd say, why? Why do you want to be adjunct? Why? But again, I think it goes back to my goal. My goal is full-time employment. So I'm like, well, why do you want to just do part-time? Why is your goal part-time? I'm only doing it because I have not got full-time employment. I mean, I think I would, I would be encouraging of it, though I would be <laughs> honest, you know? I, I, I would say, you know, it's a lot of work. 
And especially your first semester or two is crazy. Just the amount of work you're going to do versus what you're going to get paid. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you, again, if you love the material and also if you are, if there's something else you're doing along with it, like for me, I like having the time to do research on the side and mm-hmm. still do writing, then it, it can work really well. Mm-hmm. But also, then you have to tie in the department. Well, the, is the department work with you? Do they want you to be there? Are they supportive? Because that makes all the difference. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I could give the same advice I'd give anybody who's interested in, in being a, um, a college instructor, which is just, you know, understand that it's a gamble and you have to be positive, but also realistic. Um, mm-hmm. That you have to be the best instructor for your students be the best for them because they deserve quality no matter if you're part-time or full-time just because you're part-time doesn't mean you're half into it you have to be fully into what you're doing it's that it's that quality of instruction that's really um fulfilling yeah that's good thank you cheyenne this was a lovely conversation yes it's definitely interesting to see how uh how our goals vary although we came out of the same kind within same intentions yes this is sarah again if you liked this episode be sure to check out the college art association's website or itunes for more great conversations and for extended information about my series on precarious academic labor remember to visit the companion website called contingent talk it's at contingenttalk.hcommons.org. Cheers.